Text, Prose, and Rock and Roll, the only show dedicated to books, bios, and rock docs all about the music industry. I'm Chris Kosech, along with our steadfast producer, Charlene Gutschel. Hello. Uh, she's here today. We're going to do a little bit of a recap, and I think I want to start off by saying this is not a podcast. This is not a podcast. We were talking about it. Podcast where you crack the mic and just go, but we really put a lot of work into these, Char, don't we? It's it's a process. I think it's a process that a lot of people don't understand and for that reason uh, don't appreciate because they don't know that, you know, as soon as we're done doing these interviews or doing these chats, there's this whole process of actually having to, you know, listen to a show three or four times over and choose music and mix it right and get it just yeah. right. And, but then, you know, I'm proud of the, you know, the what 11 or 12 tracks that we put out this year well i'm very proud of these job well done <laughs> well done can you can so. you believe that the year is already over and <sighs> no and 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 to think we, we we've said this in the past but back in march when we recorded our first interview back mm-hmm. in january or february when you and i've talked about this project for the first time we didn't know that we were going to launch it the week a pandemic started. God, literally like the 11th hour before, as Los Angeles was getting shut down, here we are picking up Matt Pinfield from his, his from home and uh, talking to him about his book. That's crazy. And we thought it would be a little blip too. You know, oh, this thing will be over by May for sure. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that was, I remember that conversation when you and I said, well, should we do it? Should we not? And I'm like, well, we never know when we're going to be able to get a chance to. And here we are nine months later, still in a newly minted lockdown. <laughs> yes. Round two. So, but I'm very, very proud of what we've done together. I think this is um, something that uh, will have legs and ever, it's evergreen. And the, God, the stories that we have covered this year have been fantastic. And such a wide range of stuff too, you know, and I mean, you, what, you know, like what we're doing today is kind of looking forward to 2021. And as I was doing some of my, you know, mini prep of like what's out there and stuff, I started coming across stuff that we've covered and stuff that we didn't cover in 2020. Then I'm just like, ah. We should go for that. <laughs> you know? well, there's, exactly. There's really no reason why we don't have to go backwards a little bit. You know? Yeah, we could for sure. All right. So with that said, let's not go backwards yet. We can always do some recaps towards the end. But um, uh, let's talk about some books that are coming up in 2021 that might excite you. Shara, do you want to start us off? Yes. I actually found something from, let's see where I was grab this oh i did a little bit i just did a simple a simple search and there was just a couple that i found that i think would be great in kind of our in our life and it was in 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 the kind of shows the and kind of people that we cover episodes that we cover and this one was it's called um this it's called sonic boom the impossible rise of warner warner brothers records from hendrix fleetwood mac and madonna to prince and I saw this and it's, I think it's coming out in February and the last time you and I did like kind of like a recap of the show, it was back in for Thanksgiving. And I was talking about the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, like we were talking about the Jack Johnson, the radio book. And then you were talking about, um, was it the, the radio kid? 
uh, was it, or was it Kid A or a oh, Kid A? Yeah, yeah. That how Radiohead's Kid A kind of changed the landscape, right? Of music. And it's like this seems like I was just like I was reading I was reading about this, and I'm like this is this is totally my style in in terms of and totally up our alley, and it's like I would completely be into hearing about like all of that background and behind the scenes, I guess as a, with the producer mind, that's the kind of stuff that I gravitate towards. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. You know, uh, we've gotten compliments from people that say we, we don't just speak to big celebrities. We, we kind of like dance around a little bit of the music. And the truth is that, you know, the foundation of music is not the fame and the fortune that it's the hard work. Right. And, and those stories definitely need to be told and sure, you know, having your big celebrities on a show like this, it doesn't hurt. Of course, it's always very exciting, but at the same time, that is the best case scenario for a person in the music industry. And for every Susie Quattro that's out there, Mm -hmm. uh, there are what thousands and thousands and thousands of people who either didn't make it or who have supported her over the decades. Mm. Right. So I love that we cover that as well. Here's something I want to say is that the show might be called text pros and rock and roll, but I think it, rock and roll encompasses so much you know it's not just guns and roses or nirvana or Jimi hendrix it goes so much deeper mm-hmm. right it goes uh, chuck berry and robert johnson and we and aretha franklin was the very first woman inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame and you don't mm-hmm. think of her with rock but all of these music genres they do bleed together right and so going to 2021 i i hope that we can explore hip-hop yeah possibly some country and and open it up to other genres that are american in their in their appeal on many levels and there's even a book that's coming out next year that talks about beethoven and i saw that, that? <laughs> yeah. and his political culture yes <laughs> you know I, I i went over and went ah Beethoven and then I kind of like kept coming back to it going, that's funny because oh. I did I did the I did the uh, and then I didn't go back to it but you did I did I went back to it. It, it's called Beethoven a political artist in revolutionary times by William Kinderman I'm going to explore that a little bit more because sometimes these really old stories end up you know being very relatable in today's world yeah and uh, well um I know you said we wouldn't go back, but one of the things that I saw was that there was a whole, there was a book that came out this year about the history of boy bands. <laughs> and we were just talking about, you know, being a Gen Xer and stuff. I am on that curtail of like, you know, like I was a, like, I slept in the street to get new kids on the block tickets. <laughs> stuff like that. So, and it really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so i was reading about this book that came out this year and i'm like dude this is so i would love to but, you know like everybody always says oh the original boy band but what's the original boy band <laughs> yeah it's a good point the beatles <laughs> right the beatles right right um so and speaking of the beatles i was going to get to this later but i think <clears throat> it's worth a mention right now there's a bunch of stuff coming out in 2021 that deals with the beatles it's such a culture, just the Beatles right there. Uh, we just had the, the 40th anniversary of, of John Lennon passing. So we celebrated mm-hmm. his life and culture. It was all over the Twitterverse and everything. Mm-hmm. There is a book coming out in February called 100 Pivotal Beatles Moments. 
uh, who just kind of goes over the important things like being on uh, Ed Sullivan's show. And then there's another one for for children. I guess this presumably would be for people buying it for their grandchildren. Hmm. Uh, really easy guitar series, 14 songs with chords. This is for kids to learn how to play the Beatles. And then did you see that Sir Paul has a book called Three coming out as well? Right. I did see that. So it's it's interesting. The Beatles are popular again. I know. That's something that I've been listening to since I was a kid because of my parents yeah. and, and everything. And yeah, I guess it's like my mom was, you know, was one of the people screaming for the Beatles when she was, when she was a teenager. So it's, yeah, it comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It's cool. It's very cool. So, um, okay. I want to get back to your point about the boy bands there for a second, because there's another one coming up that. Let's see. It's not a boy band, but while we're on the subject of pop, did you see coming February the 9th of 2021 is the unofficial Justin Bieber journal? Really? They're publishing his journal, the ultimate fans guide with fun facts, quizzes, quotes, stories, and more. There's a lot of frequently asked questions and like mining or meta products coming out surrounding music this year so not only is there the justin bieber that that one there's one uh that's the last interviews of many rock stars so someone went mining for the last interviews just got the text of those interviews and has published that oh wow there's a whole series of them and then there's the cure frequently asked question (laughs) so i'm sure people will be asking hey uh robert smith what color lipstick do you wear Oh, how funny. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's just kind of like mining for information on celebrities more than it is uh, biographies. I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting. Well, you know, it's, I guess it's the generation now, right? It's the, it's the instant gratification of, let me Google a question I'm wondering about these, (laughs) about this artist that I'm watching on TV or that I'm listening to right now. And let me get that answer right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the 2020s is going to be the decade for reminiscing about the 90s. So I think we're going to see a big grunge comeback and we're going to see grunge through that. the eyes of young people, right? Like, so I think uh, Miley Cyrus just recently has been covering, you know, she's covered Nirvana. Now she's covering whole um she's covered uh who else she's done debbie harry she seems to be relatively obsessed with the 90s and and now coming out this year there's going to be we had total total effing godhead which was about uh, chris cornell that came out a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. i still want to do that title but there's also a documentary coming out about Chris and I will get to documentaries here shortly because there's a, a bunch of good ones coming. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, back to books. Um, I would probably also include in here some um, Wembley or Bust. That's by Jeff Lynn. Uh, yes, I saw that. I didn't. I didn't. I was kind of like just kind of breezing through like titles that were coming out next year, yeah. and I saw the Wembley one, and I was just like, oh, that? it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I really like Jeff Lynne. Of course, him of, of ELO, of mm-hmm. Light Orchestra. And let's see, there's there's also biographies of Ian Hunter. Uh, there's an autobiography by Cliff Richard, who would have been, you know, for the, <laughs> for the baby boomers out there. Um, and then I, I couldn't figure this out, but on a number of lists, 
are Loretta is Loretta Lynn's coal miner's daughter. But that came out in 1976. Right. So my thinking is it's a reissue. Hmm. But I can't corroborate that. I was trying to. And then there's also a lot of stuff about electronic dance music. There's a few books about that coming out as well, which is, I, I don't know how you document that stuff. Um, and, and culture wars. There's, there's books coming out about the punk scene in mm-hmm. the 80s and, right? and people's experiences during the punk scene. I and- saw that one too. That was on my list of stuff too. There's only a couple of them that I, that I just kind of tagged, but that was one of them. I was like, oh, this would be interesting. A perspective from somebody that experienced the punk scene in that time. Just yeah. kind of, that, it's like, that's the kind of stuff we kind of live for, right? Those to live vicariously through these people and their experiences. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, my sister is always trying to tell me to write a memoir and I keep saying, nah, I'd be too boring. I think she should because she lived during the, that punk era <laughs> and she had friends that were punk. She never like went crazy with the look, but she was very much like going to Gilman's and the, all the punk places in, in Berkeley. She had a good friend who was the fan club president for the, for the dead Kennedys. Oh, wow. And her best, her best friend was, and shout out to Celeste. And they, um, they, she would go all over the place. She would go to London to, to be with the dead Kennedys and everything. She would just follow them everywhere. But the, I think the, my point being, You've got a, you've got so many different slices of punk, right? You've got mm-hmm. London punk. You've got the New York scene with like Max's Kansas City. You've got the the LA punk scene with bands like Bad Religion coming up. You've got the Bay Area punk scene with uh, the first generation who would have been like the Dead Kennedys, and then babies of that, which would be like your Green Days, you know. Mm-hmm. So there, I don't know. A punk is, it's a, it's a, it's a big umbrella as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see how some of these, some of these culture books come at it and whether or not they were there. That, that is something I'd like to see. Any more books that you got? No, not, nothing. I mean, the ones that you've talked about are kind of the ones that I've kind of flagged is, uh-huh. is, is all that kind of this. I think it's funny, it, which is a good thing is you and I basically kind of saw and gravitated towards the, the same, the same kind of thing. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's, it's both, right? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, and I mean, like it just in general, I mean, the, since you, I mean, I got, I know that we're probably going to be going into, um, into documentaries and films right mm-hmm. now. It's like that I'm just looking forward to hope, hopefully the live stuff that's going to happen in 2021 Me too. <laughs> down the road. I think we're still, I think we're probably a good six or seven months away from any of that. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I was like going through these things and, you know, doing this, doing this prep, it made me, it's like, I miss, you know, like I miss live concerts. I miss live shows. And then, you know, we were talking about last week that, um, you know, like uh, Sundance is coming up and everything's changing, you know, everything's going to be virtual or half virtual or whatever it's mm-hmm. going to be. And like, um, you know, I, I went to Sundance, you know, like I, I ventured to Park City, as they say. Some think of the Park City in Sundance was the first, was the first place that coronavirus started to gather in the masses um, this year. And uh, I went, you know, I went this past January. God, that seems like five thousand years ago. And uh, I'm not, you know, we're gonna do it virtually this year. 
Mm-hmm. And and so it's just like I ha- I'm looking forward to this new, as they say, new normal. But hopefully well, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be going back to festivals. I want to go to South by Southwest at some point. I want to go to TIFF. I want to do all these things yeah. and, 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 and get to screen these documentaries and these films and, and do stuff you, live again. You're very lucky that you got to go to South by Southwest because that was in January, you say? Uh, I did. Well, uh, Sundance is what was January, uh, late January, end okay. of January. Yeah. Well, we, we were supposed to go to South by Southwest. In That's March, right. And we did and it canceled. So that was, I think, one of the first big festivals that canceled this mm-hmm. year. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that one. And that, that was another thing. I remember when all of those things were falling, mm-hmm. like, yeah, South by Southwest was one of the first ones. And we're just like, oh, my God, what's next? And we didn't know that the whole rest of the year was going to get canceled. I know. And then the Olympics got canceled. Right. Or postponed. So, yeah, <clears throat> it'll be very interesting to see how all this stuff shakes out. Some of these people, the bottom liners will be like, well, it was so inexpensive and equally as successful to do South South by Southwest online this year that I'm just picking on them. This mm-hmm. isn't for real. That they might just start doing stuff virtually from here on out. That I'm sure at least one convention is going to start just taking it online. Uh, yeah. Oh, especially, uh, yeah, I would say like the smaller ones too that have, mm-hmm. they don't have these giant budgets of the south by southwest or the or the sundances these yeah. you know the little the little edges that could go oh and i don't have to leave my house actually i right. think i i actually think i do i knew of a, a film festival director who was just like oh this is actually much easier yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure of it there's gonna be a little it's, it's i don't know it's just gonna be bananas it's gonna be weird Text pros and rock and roll. We'll be right back after this quick message. I'm Trevor. I'm Shane. And we host a podcast called Album Divers. We take turns picking an album to discuss and review. One of us chooses an album from this calendar year, and the other chooses an album that's been around a while. We also interview musicians, producers, and other fans along the way to help us and our listeners get the most out of every album we cover. Our show is not for the casual listener, but if you, like us, Love music a little too much? Then check out Album Divers. You can find us on all of the major podcast streaming networks. We hope to have you join us on our quest discovering how deep the music truly goes. Happy listening. Um, all right, so yeah, let's talk about docs. Did you come across any that look really <clears throat> appealing to you? There was, there was actually, I, I've only got one on my, on my list. And okay. It's actually at Sundance. Um, it was uh, announced. Sundance had just announced its program to the um, to the press, or I guess they released it wide. Uh, their their film festival program, and there was one that they put out that I flagged for us. That's uh, called uh, "The Summer of Soul." Oh, that uh, sounds great! Or when the revolution could not be televised, right. and it was the same summer as Woodstock and. Uh, it's like the Harlem Culture Festival yeah. and all of all of this stuff, and it's it's going to world premiere at Sundance, and so I'm looking forward, and you know, with press credentials lingering and all of that stuff, I'm and and PR people starting to hit me up for the film film festival that's coming. I'm hoping that that's going to be something that we're going to get to get our hands on. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I did see that. That sounds great. There's another one that's going to be at Sundance that I, I wouldn't mind. It's called the Sparks Brothers. Mm. And it's, it's about the guys in Sparks. Their sound to musicians is really groundbreaking. 
for a lot of people. They mm-hmm. did not get the, the, the fame and fortune that so many other uh, 80s kind of electronic uh, bands did, but they are very well respected by the music community. So I wouldn't mind looking into that documentary as well. Awesome. Also, there's a couple of other ones coming out that I think would be neat. The aforementioned Chris Cornell documentary is coming mm-hmm. back. There's also Long Live Rock, which is about rock culture. So that should be kind of interesting. And again, you could go in so many directions with what is rock culture? You know? Right. Is it metal? Is it punk? Is it women? Is it the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? When is it? You know, it's it's everywhere. So. Is it, doesn't it tie in with the age old question of like how does this person get into the rock and roll hall of fame because what oh. really what really defines rock and roll <laughs> exactly it really does again going back to aretha franklin and you know chuck berry and mm-hmm. uh well maybe chuck chuck is the guy who put it all together but aretha franklin i think of her as the queen of r&b Mm-hmm. Uh, not rock and then you have somebody like Susie Quattro who was full on rock and roll and she's still not in there and the Go-Go's right. how are they not in there top, top 10 awkward moments in text pros and rock and roll <laughs> first year <laughs> was Kathy Valentine like uh, saying well you know we're not in there either I'm like okay this is awkward <laughs> <laughs> but they should be they absolutely should be first female rock band all right other things that, that I spotted were oh and the last one I want to mention about a rock document- uh, documentary that's about rock and roll but this one is a mockumentary okay there's one called rock camp the movie and they're billing it as Spinal Tap goes to rock fantasy. Oh, camp. wow. So that should be funny as hell. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds fun. <laughs> I've got a couple more things. I looked on the streaming networks and things that are coming. Uh, on Netflix, there's something called Ratonus Paranoicus. I'm saying that wrong. Ratonus Paranoicos, the band that rocked Argentina. It's like one of the biggest bands in Argentine music history. And that's coming to Netflix in the early part of the year. Song Exploder, another podcast, which is like one of the first on the scene to be a huge hit as far as music podcasts. Uh, They got a deal with Netflix and their season two is coming out. Essentially, if you're not familiar with Song Exploder, they'll take a song and they'll dissect it. And their host is a musician. Hmm. And so he'll dissect it in um, not necessarily the he doesn't go for the human stories like you and I do. It's more uh, music theory as well as this mm. story behind the song, but he really explores one song. So that's it. Very interesting. Uh, Selena, the series, which is about the Tano star yes. who passed away. You saw that? I've seen, I've seen the first or first or second episode of it. Yeah. Have you, how is it? It's, it's good. Is it's it? good. It's weird watching the documentary and not seeing jennifer lopez play selena yeah but um but it is it's 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 interesting i mean like the the stuff that i'm as far as i've gotten so far is the stuff that is kind of covered in the in the movie Uh so um so it's like that part those parts of the story i've already known i'm looking forward to to when they're really getting in i think what they're trying to go for is the struggle it it took for them to get really to get really big and really famous and i think that's what's kind of you know because at first i was like why turn this movie that was successful so many years ago into an eight-part series but i think that's that's where they're going with it interesting and i also think this is based on her widow or her husband chris i think it's based on his book 
Mm, yeah, yeah, it's produced by her sister too. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, the sister and the um, I think uh, her yeah her family estate like the they've uh they actually have a hand on it and and that those are the kind of things where I go oh well when your family members or like when your dad and your sister have a hand on the the producing and the retelling of the story then you know you get to uh, you get to kind of go with the authenticity of how it's you know replayed so important going back to that chuck berry biography it was official you know the whole family Mm -hmm. was involved so it's it's interesting because you know like john brewer said when you do an unauthorized documentary you run into a lot of problems Mm -hmm. um anyway let's see also coming uh i'm saving this one february 2021 mark calendars (laughs) billy eilish the world's a little blurry documentary coming to netflix that's huge i think she's like the the biggest thing right now she's still only i think she just had her 19th birthday yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't i believe it still a teenager she's a kid it's amazing so that is netflix and then couple coming to apple tv that, or having come to apple tv was bruce springsteen's letter to you that came out in october but i think it's worth a mention because um it's bruce telling the story of one of his more popular letters love letters mm-hmm. and then um that is all i have actually um oh one last thing there are a lot of biopics coming out this year so i do not know if family estates are involved in this or not but we have a lot of biopics coming out this year on the heels of the elton john biopic that came out last year that elton john had something to do with and the queen uh Mm -hmm. biopic which queen did have something to do with right Uh, we can look forward to biopics on bowie elvis including the colonel, you know, who was Elvis's longtime kind of micromanager being mm-hmm. played by Tom Hanks this year. That's coming up. That's right. I do. Um, I remember seeing that in the trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then two more, uh, Leonard Bernstein um, or Bernstein uh, is going to be played by Bradley Cooper. If for anyone who doesn't know Leonard Bernstein, beyond the rem line (laughs) beyond that he is a force in the music industry and finally it was just announced about a month ago that um heart was going to be having a biopic coming out there's also ones from about lemmy about madonna john lennon gucci main teddy pendergrass the bgs michael jackson aretha franklin and bob dylan those are all biopics coming out this year wow yeah. I I didn't even get that far into my into my prep. That's that's awesome. That's boom. That's some fun <laughs> stuff. Even if we can just get some of the actors to to come join us and talk about that, that would be Junkets, fun, baby. Junkets. I know. I that's that's where my head's going. <laughs> I can make something out of a five minute interview. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good year. Now, well, that's what I said about twenty twenty. So we will see. <laughs> For text pros and rock and roll, it will be. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I'm ready to wrap it up. If you don't have anything else, I'm I'm happy to wrap up the year the way that we have and and the successful 2020 unconventional successful 2020 that we had um yes i'm i'm ready to say goodbye and i'm looking forward to 2021 me too all right to to all of you and yours uh, hopefully health more than anything in 2021 absolutely and um shara thank you for taking this journey with me this is very exciting i couldn't have a better partner in crime I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's I'm 
like I said in the past, we've always talked about doing a project, and I'm glad that we've actually found one that actually sticks with us. (laughs) I'm not quitting. (laughs) Um, Neither. Great. All right. Well, hashtag grateful um, over and out. This has been Text Pros and Rock and Roll. I'm Chris Kosach. And I'm Charlene Goto. Pros and Rock and Roll was created, written, and produced by yours truly in association with GoTo Productions, Charlene Goto producer. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Instagram to see what's coming up on future tracks of this show and drop us a line while you're there. You can find us online at textprosrockandroll.com. I'm Chris Kosach. Rock on.